Hello, beautiful souls. In this podcast, Harmony Slater and I dive a little bit into her chart. We look at her totally open centers, discuss certain aspects in life that has kept her stuck in some places, as well as certain aspects that really has helped support her in her evolutionary journey and why she is where she is today. As you remember, in the previous podcast, I introduced her as a certified holistic life and business coach, breathwork expert, and certified Ashtanga yoga teacher. Can't wait to dive in here, listen for all the goodness, take key notes if you need to, and let me know if you love this by leaving a review. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 Manigen who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, everyone. This is Miranda and Harmony here diving into her chart. I'm so excited to go deeper into this. We had this wonderful, wonderful conversation a couple days ago, and now we get to dive into her chart and answer questions or maybe find some clarity if she has any questions that she wants to go over. So I just wanted to touch on first, Harmony is a 2-4 splenic projector. And when I learned this, uh, it totally made sense. So I just want to ask you, when you found out that you were a 2-4 splenic projector and what that Mm -hmm. meant, how did that feel? Yeah, it felt pretty bang on. Um, (laughs) I like this idea of sort of the inside outside person. I kind of feel like I'm definitely like that. I'm quite introverted actually which most people are surprised to hear but I'm more like I like people to you know like even on my podcast you know I have my husband um do a lot of the questioning because he's a manifesting generator and he's like very talkative he's also two four but he's more um I guess maybe outgoing in that situation and then I like to kind of listen and then add things, you know, like extend or expand the conversation rather than like be the generator of the conversation. I like to kind of just amplify things that people are saying or talking about. So um, I feel like I'm like that also in my coaching. I'm like that. And when I teach yoga, I don't really like being the pedantic teacher up at the front, you know, instructing and telling people what to do and how to do it. Um, My favorite way of teaching is letting people kind of explore how they want to move, what they want to do, and then, 
you know, amplifying that or supporting them or helping them. And same with coaching. I really just love reflecting back and supporting people and helping them find their own path and make their own choices and figure out what's best for them. I'm not very prescriptive in like, you have to do these three things in order to get this result. That's not my way. (laughs) Um, I love that you said that about uh, how you let him take over because it's like you, as a projector, you really see the energies and you feel the energies of other people, but you have like the Ajna, you have the head and Ajna defined and the throat defined. So there's kind of like the energy. I mean, you are here to talk about your ideas, your beliefs and bring it out, but yet there's kind of like that energetic push where you're the right timing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like to have that timing factor. (laughs) Yeah. So the two, four, now you said um, that you are like introverted and that's the two. The two is all about hermiting away. Uh, You do have, I'm just double checking the right. So you are right angle. So you definitely go in and internalize and reflect make decisions about your experience and beliefs before you bring out into the world because that's how you kind of learn and experience life um and then the two is about also hermiting so not only do you have right angle where you go in and hide away but you also have the hermit yeah but the four is all about networking Mm -hmm. and it's about connecting with people. So do you feel like there was any point in time in your life that you were either not aware of the two or the four, or maybe you settled into one more so than the other? I think the two has always been there. I've always been very much aware that I need like my own space and my own time and my like alone time. Like I function best when I have a lot of alone time actually. Which can be hard when you're like, you know, in meeting with people. And, you know, when I teach workshops and stuff, I like to kind of retreat and just take time alone. If I'm with people all day, I get really, really tired, which is, it's fine. I can manage. I have, (laughs) I'm resourced, but, you know, I do function best with a lot of like solitary kind of time. I love it. Um, So I feel like I've always kind of known that about myself. But the collaborations thing, like the networking and collaborations, I didn't really realize until a little bit later in life that that was something, first of all, that I was really good at, that I was really good at connecting people with other people and that it was something I really enjoyed doing. And also that I just love like working in teams in a way, like not necessarily like constant teams, (laughs) because when I worked at the office in the bank, we talked about that in the last podcast. I really didn't like that space. I didn't like working in teams. Like I was like, I'm an individual. I don't, I like working on my own, which is true. I'm not like a big, I don't like that. Like go team, like that project teamy kind of energy, but I love working <laughs> like in collaborations where like everyone's kind of doing their thing and we're like bringing it together to make it better, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's the four. The four is yeah. all about the the network. Like it's you receive opportunities in life through who you know, which if you think about with your yoga, 
and everything with dance and then how you maybe met people in business, like it's through who you met, right? Yeah. I mean, we even have a personal VA. Our VA yes. that we both have <laughs> is because through mutual connection. And that's just yes. the way the four works. So yeah. once you dive into that, it's like, oh, I know it's right decision if someone is showing up for me through another connection, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that you became aware of that. It makes things so much easier and so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, I just like am always listening to what people are telling me now about things. And I'm like, oh, cool. You have this little pocket card in your pocket. I might need to look at that card a little bit later. I might need that. Or can you like give me a referral? You know, I've done it for everything. Like my bookkeeper, my VA, as you said, <laughs> another VA. <laughs> like, there's, I'm always just sort of like have my little feelers out. And if there's something that I'm thinking like, oh, I need or I want, then I just, I kind of like just hold it, like put it out to the universe. Be like, okay, I think I really need this but I don't know where to find it. And then I just wait for someone to come into my world and start talking about it. (laughs) And it seems to always happen. So, (laughs) And that's the invitation. Yeah. That's the invitation for you, right? As a projector, it's all about you're invited into how does that feel? And with you, because you're splenic, it's in the knowing. It's right now, you know. So it's trusting in the knowing at that point in time. So a lot of people sometimes with splenic actually have a hard time with trusting that is in the knowing, but since you've done so much yoga and internal work, was that easier for you to connect with? I think so. Yeah. I don't often like doubt myself. I'm pretty, the only time I doubt myself, I feel like is if it's like, I'm saying yes to something and I'm feeling like not quite centered or I'm feeling like maybe a little bit like I'm saying yes. Cause I feel like it's a should or if I feel a little bit like, oh, this could this would be really good for me, or I don't want to miss this opportunity. If I'm saying yes out of sort of maybe a sense of lack or a sense of scarcity, then sometimes I'm like a little bit doubtful. Like, I don't know if this is the right thing, but usually if it's anything else and I'm feeling really centered and it's not, you know, I'm not in that place where I feel like, Oh, I should really say yes. Or I should really do that. As long as there's no should in my mind, then I always am like very trusting of it. Like if someone says, Oh, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And if I say yes, I know if I'm a little bit like, "Mm, I'm not sure, then maybe I'll go away and sit with it. Mm, I love that. So you're basically, you're trusting your intuitive knowing, which I truly feel the work that you've done through yoga and your own personal practices and learning, learning about your physical body and the response to the physical body Mm -hmm. and know what it feels like. Plus you're intuitive because you have the 57 learning to trust that and making that decision in the now and trusting your body as well. And, you know, when I think about it, I love that we talked about how much you did dance and then you went into the yoga practice because it was really learning about how your body felt first. Mm -hmm. And now it's more about, okay, intuition in the now, and then you're able to experience how the body reacts in the now. Mm -hmm. So then you make the most aligned decision. So I love that. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? How our bodies give us knowledge. I think we experience so much somatically. And I really like to kind of also work with clients this way to like to just get in touch with like, what is your, where are you feeling it in your body? 
What is your body needing? What is it saying to you? Because I think we can glean, I think actually a lot of that intuition that you're talking about comes from the body and we just know that something's right or we know that something's wrong and we don't really know why. And it's because our body's feeling a certain way, but we're not necessarily like thinking, oh, my body's feeling weird right now. <laughs> or like, oh, I, I, you know, the hair's standing up on my arms, right? We're not really like thinking about that, but we're still experiencing it. And on that unconscious level, we know, right? And so if you start to kind of be able to tap into that, that intuition, which is really like your unconscious knowing or your, the, the signs and signals you're picking up from other areas of your body, like somatically shows up that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, I do have a question. So I'm looking at your chart and mm-hmm. um, by looking at your chart, your sacral is totally open. So what that means is the, the square, the pink square there is white and it has no gate activations whatsoever. So if it's undefined, it means that there's gate activations, but it's totally open. You also have a totally open root. So sacral is all about work and life force. And on the previous podcast, we talked about sometimes how you dove into things like all all in, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that with the sacral, sometimes what happens when it's totally open like that is like you don't know when's enough. You know, you go mm-hmm. all in and you amplify and amplify until you get to that point when you're like, oh, I'm burned out. I need something different. So mm-hmm. the thing, the question I have is since your sacral is open and your root is open, the root is all about pressure to get everything done to get everything in a to-do list done. I'm wondering if there is something that comes up intuitively or maybe an experience or something that now makes more sense, that you know that you have the root open and the sacral open where you're amplifying that getting things done and getting that work done and out into the world. I definitely feel, I mean, that's interesting. I definitely can see in myself a pattern my whole life (laughs) to like being a workaholic in a sense, right? Like that's very much my pattern. So whether it was dancing, I mean, I, I don't do things like halfway. If I do it, I'm fully doing it. Like you know, whatever I take on, it's not like, okay, I'm going to kind of do this and then see how it goes. It's like, no, 100%. Like if I'm going to, if I'm doing dance, I'm dancing seven days a week. I'm training all the time. I'm, you know, not eating. I'm going to be hundred pounds and whatever. Right? <laughs> if I go into yoga, it's like, I'm not just going to take a yoga class. I mean, it kind of starts off that way, but when I make that decision, like, no, this is what I want to do. It's like, I'm going to India. I'm like living the yoga. I'm doing it full out, right? And same even like with coaching. It's not just like, oh, I'm I'm a coach. It's like, no, I'm going to like go take a training program. Then I'm going to take an advanced training program. Then I'm going to take another training program. Then I'm going to take another advanced training program. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, I can't just like kind of do something and be mediocre at it. I always want to be like the best. And, and that leads to like a bit of, um, workaholism for sure, because 
you know, it keeps me busy because <laughs> you don't get to be the best just sitting around like relaxing. <laughs> Mm, but with projectors, <laughs> it is about taking time to rest. Yes, yes, I know. I need to do more self-care now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's something else too. Um, and this is the beauty of human design because as you dive deeper into some of the, the aspects, you start to become a, aware of why you do things. Mm. So like being the best and doing all the things, right? You have an undefined will center. So the will center is all about um, willpower. It's about self-worth. It's about value. And what happens is sometimes when you have it undefined or open, what happens is you feel like you have to prove you have to prove that value, right? Yeah. But for people with undefined, it's like, there's nothing to prove. <laughs> nothing to prove. So if you were to have that question or that that reflection or that mm -hmm. affirmation, there's nothing to prove. Mm. What would you be doing now differently? That's so helpful. That's interesting. There's nothing to prove. What would I be doing now differently? Um, oh gosh. I got a I question. You, you I didn't think know. you did it. I think I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing to prove. What would I be doing now differently? I'm not sure. Maybe I would be spending more time doing self-care practices? Hmm. I don't know. That may be something to just reflect on, right? Yeah. Differently if I didn't have anything to prove. And yeah. um, and the self-care, because in the in the human design chart, the earth gates are really what grounds you, right? So that you're mm. in the energy of the sun that you're here to be. So in the sun, you're here for flow, to be in the moment, in the now, which goes with your authority, mm -hmm. plus connection to spirit, which, I mean, mm. you know, you that's yeah. you. Yeah, and that's in that. the grounding aspect, it's all about self-love. So loving yourself, taking mm -hmm. care of yourself, and embodiment, connection with the body. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Maybe spending more time on that. <laughs> I mean, left to my own devices, I just love personal development and like working on myself. So <laughs> I'd probably just like, you know, dive into like a, a cave somewhere and <laughs> to meditate and like do embodiment practices and read philosophy and just like, I don't know, write a book. Maybe that's what I do. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I really feel like it's a generational thing. I feel like all of us are like, oh, if I had time, I'd be studying myself more. <laughs> yeah. It's like Gen X, right? We're just like, <laughs> but really, but it's not for our own personal study. It's for helping and being of service to others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. totally. Right. 
Yeah. Because by loving yeah. yourself and taking care of yourself, making money, you're able to help other people do the same, which helps humanity as a whole, because then we are buying products from places that we believe in. We're, we're investing totally. in things that we believe in. You know, we're supporting people that we believe in. So we're learning about ourselves. You're learning about yourself for humanity. Yes. Yes, of course. I know. It's always, I always feel like, oh, I just disappear. But there's always a part of me that's really very much about service, very much about connecting to people. And that's maybe the four, the (laughs) connecting to the collective and like uplifting consciousness on a collective level. So that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Well, in in your incarnation cross, you are the vessel of love. You truly are about the essence of love. You put love out mm. there. Yeah, it's collective love. I mean, there's yeah. different gate aspects that is collective, tribal, personal. But you have all of the gates uh, within the in your incarnation cross about love. So it's the mm-hmm. love of yourself, love of humanity, the tribe, right? It's love. That's You're so beautiful. nice. You're such a beautiful person. <laughs> I feel that though. I feel, I think people feel that when they're with me too. Often people really, I think, step into a new sense of self-love and like feeling like they don't have to prove themselves <laughs> and like, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, often students and clients will comment on that, that it's, it's so they feel nurtured, you know, love like a like mother kind of figure <laughs> coming in and just like giving them that unconditional love. And I think when we receive that unconditional love from people too, it allows us to also love ourselves more wholly and completely. So it's really important. Mm-hmm. Win-win, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So is there um, a question that you, like something came up for you that you wanted to ask on as far as the chart? Or is there a reflection that you wanted to share with everybody about learning about yourself through this lens or anything else that you just want to say? Okay, well, I have a question. I'm feeling very drawn to like that heart chakra, the yellow one there. The G center? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? what does that, what does that one do? And it looks like there's like a lot of things going into it or coming out of it. Yes. So every, (laughs) I love that you did this because it's all about love direction and identity. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the G center (laughs) is all about love direction, identity. You have it colored in. So what that means is you have consistent energy in love direction identity. Now I just mentioned that you have like the four gates of love activated. They're within this G center. So it's about bringing out love. You, you exude love, right? Mm. It's also where the magnetic monopole soul lives. Um, and it's the magnetic monopole is, um, it, it only works in one way. It draws to you. So it's like the law of attraction, basically. So when you look at the G center and you see, even if it's colored in or defined or whatever gates you have activated, if you focus on those specific things in your life, like for you, you have the 10, which is self-love. 
You have 15, which is flow, trusting in the flow. 46 is all about the body, the embodiment, the physical body, loving the body. 25 is all about like connection to spirit. And then the one is like all about purpose and creativity. So when you're able to dive into those and be in the higher expression of those, Mm -hmm. then that is the frequency that you draw towards you. So that's how the law of attraction with the magnetic monopole works. So you can dive in there and ask yourself, hmm, how am I taking care of my body right now? Am I eating right? And I, am I sleeping? And just notice what's going on for you in those areas so that you can raise your vibration through your own self-reflection. Mm, cool. Spirit, body, being in the flow, self, self-love. And purpose. And purpose and creativity. creativity. Yes. And if you'll notice here too, um, it is connected to your throat, like mm-hmm. through this channel, the eight one. So what that yeah. truly means is that channel is all about uniquely you. It's so important for you to be authentically you and not mm-hmm. to form to social norms. You have to be authentically you to be that vibration. And that's part of what you're here to talk about because it's connected mm-hmm. to the throat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that 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 feel that resonates really strongly with me is not just going with social norms because that's definitely one of the things that really drives me insane about cultures <laughs> and cults mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know all the different things that you know all the shoulds and all the the things because I feel like all those social norms really prevent us from stepping into truly loving ourselves and who we are or listening to ourselves and who we are. And it's definitely rings true as like my, my mission in life to help people, you know, really find what's authentic and true for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really what you're here to talk about, you know, yeah. and you also have the 5710. So that's the spleen in the now intuition connected to self-love to the identity So it's very important for you to listen to your intuition because it is it brings you to your G center, which is, again, that high frequency law of attraction. So if you're questioning yourself, then you're going to lower the frequency of the law of attraction because you're not following your intuition and it's connected to your identity, which is connected to your throat. So you're also here to talk about intuition, self-love insight, your beliefs, your ideas, everything that's connected to your throat through a channel Mm -hmm. is what you're here to talk about. Amazing. And that is what you're here to talk about, you know? Yeah, Yeah, totally. 100%. So all of those little channels that are colored in, they all have like a theme that is connected to my identity and what I'm here to, to talk about in the world. Talk about experience, your lessons, uh, your wounds, um, your your childhood, what you're remembering. If you believe in past lives, like when you come here, what you're remembering, your generational, because it goes into the astrology aspects as well. So each one of the astrology aspects, um, it, it's an archetype for something. So each thing that is defined, colored in, in your chart it's part of what you're here to be, learn, experience, share. It's part of who you be. And then all of the open areas, the white areas, is where you receive 
all of the energy from everyone else that you get to experience and then kind of probably feel a little off or question yourself about, but then you get to make a decision and, oh, this energy is not mine. I'm going to be in my own space, clear the space. And then I get to be who I want in this space, right? Mm -hmm. It's where you become wise. Right. Amazing. So like if, so take for instance, like this root chakra being open and clear. Mm -hmm. So how would that show up is like, if I was taking on someone else's energy, how does that show up for me? This is very interesting. And I have a personal experience. I, I, I've experienced this so I can share. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have an open root. So what happens is, is you take in other people's root energy, which is adrenaline. So you take in that energy of adrenaline and It's also like right timing and all of that connection, but you take in that energy and it kind of grounds you. But when it's open, you amplify the uncertainty. It's a pressure center. Mm. So you receive things that amplify and you put yourself under pressure to try to get all the things on your to-do list. You try to make sure you get everything done. You have a hundred things on your to-do list before you'll, you'll let yourself go on vacation. (laughs) And the experience that I have is I have this defined, but uh, my business partner, um, Annalena has this open. Mm. we experience it differently. Like I, I ground her, I get her, um, into, um, like steady getting things done in a steady way. Um, sometimes she feels stuck because she's used to the amplification of the pressure. Mm. And sometimes it affects me, her amplification. Like when she wants me to do things, it's like, Oh, like I I'm under pressure. I don't like this feeling. I'm not used to being under pressure. And I don't like that pressure being put on me. So <laughs> it works in both directions. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, that's that's fascinating. So if it's totally open, then it's like, in some ways, you're just like taking on more and more and more and more and more. And it's like amplifying or expanding. And you're feeling like, like I have to like just keep generating or like doing yes. all the time in a sense. There's always more to do. Whereas if it's defined, maybe you're like a little bit more um, regulated or scheduled or calculated in um, or measured, let's say, in your what you're going to do and how much. Exactly. Yes. Like Uh, I like to have a plan and she's like, and you have the 15 too, which is flow. So if you're in the flow and then all of a sudden you're receiving all this pressure, like you can do a lot of things very fast, but you may be like very anxious or very stressed out because you feel like so much is going on. So Mm. your yoga practice, your embodiment practice, because it's in the earth, 46 Mm. embodiment, your yoga practice, meditation, pranayama may ground you and support you in that. Mm-hmm. as long as you have yeah. to be aware yeah yeah and the flow is really important to me too that's so interesting because it's not defined either there that sacral area yeah that's, that's work of life force yes so you can get a lot of work done when you're in the flow and you're amplified and you're got everything you can get a ton done have a ton on your to-do list which is great 
but you can't constantly live that way because you'll burn yourself out. So it's more the awareness of, oh, wow, I just got so much done. I feel good. It's not like, oh, I need to do more because I'm in the flow. It's like, okay, now I'm going to take some time. That was not my energy. I'm going to rest. I'm going to wait for invitations and trust the process. Mm. Yeah, that's so helpful. That's so interesting. I have one more question if you have time. Okay. So I have this this, um, observation that I've noticed. And like for me, I find it really challenging to do like the same thing every day. I don't really like that kind of routine. Like I don't really like, I don't even like waking up at the same time every day. I just want to wake up when it's right for me to wake up. (laughs) And and like, I don't, you know, I want to like practice when it's right for me to practice. Like it's very much about sort of timing and feeling like that movement of energy. So like that kind of like the flow that, that we've been talking about and even like brushing my teeth. I don't brush my teeth at the same time every day. (laughs) I don't like, like routines really challenging for me in that I feel like it's suffocating or stifling. And I've lived before, like before when I was talking about as a teenager and I was dancing, everything was so controlled and strict and regimented. And there was such a strong kind of element of control in that, that I feel like everything in me is like Mm (laughs) anti-control. We talked about freedom also being like a really important value of mine for feeling prosperous and feeling rich. So like I need a lot of freedom in my day and schedule and life. And so this is all to go to. I've noticed, and this always, I kind of laugh at this, that people who really love Ashtanga yoga, because if you listen to the last podcast, you know that I teach Ashtanga yoga. they love this control and they love obsessive compulsive kind of restriction and routines. And like, they love getting up at the same time and brushing their teeth and showering and then doing their practice. And then it's like this, their whole lives, people who really like vibe on the practice, which is funny for me to say as a certified teacher, (laughs) because you have had to really have vibed on the practice for a long time to become a certified teacher. But for me, like, I feel like that was, it was like, that was the hardest part for me was living my life with that amount of control and structure Mm -hmm. and not having that control and structure feels very liberating and good for me, even though I love the practice, but people, I, I feel some people are just so good at that. Like they love that they thrive in that kind of like structured, controlled environment. How does that show up in the chart? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> there's like a couple things that could be showing up. So the first thing, first of all, would be you have the 15 in your conscious sun. 15 in your conscious sun, that's the channel of flow and, and movement and rhythm. So you're really not here to be really consistent. You're here to be in the flow. That's the energy you're here to bring is to be in the flow because the sun is the energy that you're here to bring. Now, if you'll notice here, the 15 is on the G center. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the other side of that is the five. The five you have open. The five, sometimes in most of these channels, they're the opposites. So the 15s flow, the five is like consistency. So people may have the five defined 
where they need that consistency to be healthy in their habits. You don't have that. You need flow. So there's one aspect. It could be that they have the five. They need that consistency. They found that consistency. They love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other might be conditioning. Mm -hmm. It might be the fact that they feel like they are proud of themselves if they're Mm -hmm. consistent and hard and pushing through Mm -hmm. all the time and not truly listening to what their body is saying. It might be more so of, I should do this. I'm trained to do this. I feel good when I do this. I like to have the steady consistency because I feel good. I feel valued. I feel like I'm consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's different realms. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's fascinating. Cause even like in my practice, I never was somebody, I mean, if I was in my source, sure, I wouldn't add extra things, but like in my own personal practice, I always add extra things. Like since the very first day I started practicing my source, I always would just do whatever I felt like, <laughs> you know, I'd follow the sequence, but I never had that like mindset Mm -hmm. where like you can't add extra things or you have to do everything this way the way that you know Sherrod or whoever is telling you um I was just always like what that's crazy (laughs) well and that's you connected to who you are because your love direction identity your I I mean your the energy you are is flow so that's just you not fighting against yourself because someone said that you should yeah that's cool. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, like you say, sometimes it is conditioning and that we're trying to attain something or be something. And we're afraid of what happens if we let it go. And I think a lot of people experience that, that fear. And so then they maybe hang on tighter. Like what happens if I let this go? Who am I? Right. I mean, it's the ultimate question. We're so identified with like a certain routine or a certain, you know, structure in our life or a certain job or a certain, you know, career path or home or city or country or whatever. Right. And so there's a lot of fear around letting things go and that Mm. creates a lot of control, I guess. (laughs) and fear it's the fear of holding on I mean you know in yoga shavasana is really it's releasing so that you release peacefully as you pass into the other life Mm -hmm. so people often hold on and grip and because of that their their passing is awful it's Mm -hmm. not peaceful but it's about letting go right Mm -hmm. so it's more of that letting go and trusting that trusting that you're supported trusted that your body knows follow your intuition right yeah mm-hmm. totally totally awesome. so fun. um is there anything else you were gonna say something <laughs> no I just said that was fun <laughs> awesome so I wanted to say thank you so much for letting me dive into your chart again I always love you know I have you haven't defined head and ajna so you remember all this stuff and I have an open head in Ajna. So sometimes like it goes one ear and out the other. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So (laughs) I appreciate. And I can openly laugh at myself and say, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I forget things too sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, but I wanted to say thank you for letting me dive into your charts and answer your questions. And again, thank you for showing up for both podcasts. Again, if you guys missed the first podcast, go back to the last podcast, hear about everything that Armini's doing with her business and yoga and making money and shifting perspectives. Um, and then again, if you, I will have all in the show notes, all of her information. So if you want to reach out to her, please do. And thank you again for being here. Thank you. I'll help all your listeners find flow <laughs> and love, love themselves more deeply. <laughs> yes. I love it. Thank you. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.